Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Later this month, the statewide task force studying reparations for Black Californians will submit its historic final report to the state legislature for consideration. Most of the focus has been on monetary reparations, which is a mistake, according to Lisa Holder, a civil rights attorney and a member of the California Reparations Task Force. The final report is going to be about 31 chapters, and maybe one chapter is dedicated to financial conversations, and 30 chapters are dedicated to systems change for every single sector. And so there is this imbalance in the narrative that I feel obligated to push back on, because, yes, reparations is about paying a debt um, in terms of financial compensation that's owed to Black people, and we did have economists grapple with that issue specifically and provide a formula for the legislature to figure out how to do that. But reparations is much bigger than that. Reparations is about repairing systems. It's about creating structures and supports and opportunity so the harm finally ceases and desists and never happens again. The last reparations task force meeting will be in Sacramento on June 29th, and like all meetings, will be open to the public. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Lawmakers in the state Senate will consider a bill tomorrow that aims to help low-income teens access mental health treatment. But some affluent parents say it would take away their rights. KQED's health correspondent April Domboski starts us off with the story of a high school senior from Orange County. When she was in ninth grade, Fiona Liu fell into a depression. She was having trouble adjusting at her new school and was just exhausted. In my life, I just felt super isolated and I really couldn't like go to school every day. I feel like I used to like just cry in the mornings. She spent her lunch period in the school counselor's office. 
Fiona didn't feel like she could talk to her mom or grandmother. At home, it was too hard to admit she was struggling. I can only testify to Chinese culture, but it's very much like if you have mental health issues, you're probably just not busy enough. Like if you busy yourself more, then you won't have time to think about mental health issues and then it'll just go away. Her mom's a single mom working long hours as a nurse to care for her and her younger brother. Fiona just didn't want to add to her burden. I wouldn't want her to have to, you know, sign all these forms and like go to therapy with me. So I feel like it's not like we're antagonizing our parents. It's just we really care for them. And we feel like if we can do something by ourselves, then like, why not just do it by ourselves? You know, it's like one less thing for them to worry about. Fiona says for some of her peers, the parents are the problem. That's why she's pushing lawmakers to support a bill that would allow low-income teens like her and her friends to get mental health counseling without their parents' consent. If my child is dealing with a mental health crisis, I want to know about it. James Gallagher is one of several Republicans in the state assembly who voted against the bill. And this misguided and I think wrongful trend in our policy now that has continued to exclude parents from that equation and say they don't need to be informed is wrong. You have to hear this. California parents horrified after Democrats in the state push a new bill that gives therapists the power to take children as young as 12 years old away from their homes. A Bay Area mom and attorney, Aaron Friday, went on Fox News a couple weeks ago calling the bill state-sanctioned kidnapping. To her, this is part of the debate over who influences the care of transgender youth. These are counselors who are indoctrinators, and they get to decide where your child goes. It's a, it's a, just a terrifying bill. The thing is, parents like Friday and Gallagher, parents who have private insurance, their kids already have the right to get mental health care without their permission. That's been law in California for 13 years. All this bill does is extend that right to low-income kids who have Medi-Cal. This is about equity. This is an equity thing because this is only an equity issue. This is for Medi-Cal. Assemblywoman Wendy Carrillo is the bill's author. She sees this as a common-sense update to existing law. Back in 2010, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in office, the original bill passed with bipartisan support. And it was signed into law by a Republican governor. It had no opposition. But now Carrillo's office is getting death threats. Since then, the extremes on both sides have gotten so extreme that we have a hard time actually talking about the need for mental health. She says the goal of this bill is to encourage talking. Oftentimes, what a young person needs is support on how to talk about mental health issues with their parents. For The California Report, I'm April Dimbaski. California lawmakers are now waiting for Governor Newsom to sign off on their proposed state budget. Among the countless line items, $10 million set aside for LGBTQ plus services at California community colleges. Adam Eckelman covers community colleges for CalMatters. If $10 million sounds like a lot of money for LGBTQ services, remember that California has 115 community college campuses across the state. If the legislature's current proposal is approved, each campus would probably wind up with about $100,000 spread over a few years for these efforts. In a 2022 report that surveyed every California community college, local leaders said the need for extra LGBTQ support is especially dire in the Central Valley, along the Central Coast, and up in far northern California. 
Leaders said that these campuses struggled to even establish LGBTQ student centers, not just because they didn't have enough money, but also because, given the current climate, students don't feel safe having a set gathering place. For example, at the College of Assiskiyous, located near the Oregon border, the school's LGBTQ club members continue to hold their meetings at a rotating set of undisclosed locations. The governor has until July 1st to sign the proposed budget into law. That was Cal Matters reporter Adam Eckelman. And that's the California Report for Monday, June 19th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. The California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org backslash lbca. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!